You praise God for the teacher this morning, amen. From what I heard, amen, she did a great job on expanding and teaching on living a changed life. Amen. Glory to God. I guess a little dab of do you this morning. Amen. A little dab of do you. Can you pass that to her, please? Wasn't expecting to get up this fast. <laughs> Living a changed life. The word changed. Can someone give a definition for the word change? We're going to do some definitions here. Amen, Sister Alfreda. Alter, turn, shift it. That's good. Amen. Anybody want to add to that? Amen. Made or become different in nature or form. Transformation. So transformation got to take place in order for us to be changed. We got to lay aside some stuff. We got to let go of some stuff. We got to abandon the old you. Huh? Come on here. We got to leave the world for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We in the world, but we not of the world. And we don't adapt the world's ideology and the world's ways. Huh? Because we live unto Christ, unto holiness and what? Godliness. Come on here. So a changed life must be a life different from the life you once lived on the other side of Jesus Christ. So my past don't dictate where I'm going in my future. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, you you got to know that you got a bright future because you live in unto the Lord. Oh, my God, I may go through some valleys and I may go down some dark roads and have some dark seasons in my life. But hold on, because I see the sun is shining Woo! underneath the clouds. that's so heavy. Oh, my God, I can see Jesus in my view, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my thing. My God, our souls should want to change. Every day you wake up, you got an opportunity for change. Oh, my God. Oh, we can't live on yesterday. and You can't live on what happened last month and last year and five and ten years ago. Every single day is a new opportunity. Oh, my God, for your life to be better, to change in the direction that God would have you to go. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my God. So we're going to look at a few things here. Cause of a changed life. The word cause means justification for something existing or happening. Amen. So we have many life transitions uh, from being a child of darkness to being a child of light. And it becomes personal. Shout personal. 
my relationship and walk with God is personal. And we got to make this thing personal. When it becomes personal, oh my God, your eyes and your focus becomes a little bit more different. Oh, hallelujah. The way I looked at life when I was 18, Sister Karina, ain't the way I look at life when I turn 30. And it ain't the way I looked at life when I hit 45. Oh, come on here. Life is filled with transitions, with seasons, and I gotta go through it. But I'm so glad I gotta go through with God. I'm so glad Jesus was there. I'm so glad Jesus was with me when I was in elementary school. And I'm so glad Jesus was with me when I was in high school and college. I'm so glad he was with me when I was a young adult because I was crazy, silly, stupid, a hit stupid spirit. Oh my God, I thank you that he was with me. Oh, when I got married and started having children, didn't know what I was doing, didn't know what was going on, but I had to find my way. Follow! 
Thank you, Jesus, for being on my side. Oh, my God. He brought me down a path of salvation, and I'm thankful. You ought to thank God he brought you to a path of salvation. Oh, my God. If I never get a mansion and live the finest of the finest and drive the finest of the finest, if I never have silver and gold, I'm so glad that Jesus brought me down a path of salvation and he saved my soul. You gotta 
Christ. For the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Oh, but there was a blood offering. Oh, my God. That was shed at one time. The priest had to come back and come back and come back every year. But Jesus did it once and for all. Ain't you glad Jesus didn't have to keep getting back up there, hanging up there? Huh? Every year. My God, letting that Roman soldier pierce him in the side. Every year. All because of our sin. Oh my God. But Jesus paid it all once and for all. Whew. My God, you better thank God for the blood. That blood that cleans you, that blood that sanctified you, that purified you, oh, that blood, oh my God, that's on your doorpost, that the deaf angel that's going through the land, oh, he sinned and he had to pass by because of the blood applied to your life. Oh, the blood of Jesus, so powerful, is still running fresh, is still covering our is still keeping us today even in 2021 look at the power of the blood of Jesus it reaches the highest mountain and it flows along this valley the power that gives us strength from day to day and it will never He never loses his power. And you got the right to plead the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus over this sickness. The blood of Jesus is against every hex, every attack. I quench the fiery thought of the wicked. I rebuke the hand of the enemy. saying the power of the blood Woo. Jesus because of his broken body and his blood we commune with God oh Jesus the pouring of the wine in the cup that Jesus talked about symbolized the blood which would be poured out for all who would ever believe in him. Oh my God, the blood covers the believers. Hey, I'm so glad I'm a part of the believing church. I'm so glad I'm a part of the kingdom of Christ and his blood makes me whole mind, body, and soul. I'm so glad for the blood. Woo! I feel like running here. Woo, Jesus. Thank God for buying me. Woo, Jesus, with your blood. Oh, my God, the new birth. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God, the new birth. 
Uh, thank you, Lord, that all that old stuff has passed away. And behold, huh? You can tell all them enemies in your life, behold. <laughs> tell them devils that keep on trying to dog you, behold. Tell your troubles, behold. you with my old stuff but I'm coming at you with Acts 38 Ephesians 4 and 5 I'm coming at you with the name of the Lord and the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and are saved I'm coming with you with power because I'm a new man and the things I used to do Jesus, because I'm a part of the kingdom. I can hold my head up. I don't have to walk around, huh, in embarrassment and shame, holding my head down, walking like an excuse and an apology. No, 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 no. Because I'm in the kingdom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's go to the book of Galatians. I'm feeling this thing. We're going to start at Galatians 2. Go with verse 19. For I through the law am dead to the law. So that they go right there, all these folks is trying to so-called live by law. Uh-huh. But Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. Uh-huh. That I may live unto who? That you may live unto God. Twenty says, I'm what? Crucified. Come on, read. No longer me. Huh? But Christ. You see that? But Christ. It ain't me. It ain't nothing I done done. I ain't all that good. You ain't either. Huh? Come on here. It take Jesus working with you every day. It take Jesus covering your life every day.
faith is precious. That's why you got to hold on to it. You can't afford to let go. Oh, I don't care how many people fall off and how many people quit and how many people doubt him. Oh, you know too much about him for you to doubt him now. Hold on to what you believe in. It's by faith. Hmm. Come on here. He loved me and gave That was the best thing he could ever do. Folks worrying about blessings and trinkets and needing a dime and a dollar and want a car and a house and a chicken and a pig. No, he gave his life. That was the best thing he could ever done. Let me tell you something. In this time of Christmas, don't you let these crazy nuts out here, I'm talking about in the church, cause you to be down in the mouth about Christmas. Jesus was the best thing that could ever happen to the whole planet. That's the one time of the year that everybody around the world acknowledged Jesus' birth. We ain't worshiping St. Nicholas, we worshiping Jesus. Now whether your tradition is to gather with your family and have a nice meal and to bless each other with a gift and bless others with a gift and for you to decorate if that's your way of celebration, amen. But at least celebrate the occasion of the birth of Jesus. Do you let folks stop you with they down in the mouth stuff? Bashing Christmas, I don't celebrate. You fool. You celebrate everything else, but you don't want to celebrate the birth of Jesus? Make it make sense. You celebrate your birthday, your anniversary, the 4th of July, your barbecue, you go on vacations and you celebrate everything and everybody, but you can't celebrate the birth of Jesus. Huh? God constantly giving, constantly giving grace, mercy, favor, strength, uh, blessings. Uh, oh my God, protection, uh, salvation, uh, giving us hope, uh, giving us joy and peace. What is wrong with the church? We act like we can't celebrate Jesus. Come on here. Do you let nobody stop you from celebrating Jesus? You have a good time Christmas. You hear me? Huh? Because that's the love of God flowing. I understand that. Folks want to get stingy around Christmas. Huh? Wise men brought gifts to Jesus. Because that's how valuable and the adoration that they gave to the birth of Jesus. Because they knew he was special. They knew he was the Messiah. And now those stingy, mean old saints want to get mean and cold around Christmas time. The devil is a liar. Shake yourself. That's not showing the love of God. You're supposed to be a light that's shining in darkness. Don't you let your bosoms get locked up. Oh, come on here. You better learn to let the love of God flow. Come on. 
the stuff I'm seeing and hearing from church folks. Hmm. Maybe because they ain't say. In the church ain't say. Okay, that's another day. Okay, let's keep reading. Don't too frustrate God's grace. See, yeah, we, we, we'll take God's grace for granted. Hmm? Oh, we in the dispensation of grace, so, you know, God understand my heart. He understand me being, you know, homosexual. He, he understand me being a drunkard. I don't get drunk every day, but a few times a week I got to hit something. Because I'm in the grace of God. I hear all kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But don't, what did you just read? Don't frustrate the grace of God. The grace of God don't give you a license of sin. The grace of God calls you out of sin. It gives you an opportunity to come unto him in salvation. It gets your life straight. It gets your life right. It ain't an excuse for you to go out there and act a fool. And then go say, oh, I'm under the grace of God. There's one thing about it, God ain't no fool. Oh, the Bible said God is not mocked. Oh, my God. You can mock God with your lifestyle and with your ways. Oh, but the Lord knoweth them that are his. Oh, my God. Having this seal, let them that name the name of Christ do what? Depart from iniquity. We don't frustrate God's grace. Talking one thing and living another. Under the guise in the operation of church. Come on here. What do the rest of the scriptures say? If it was all about the law and y'all can't keep the law, I can't either. Huh? Did Christ? Come on, here. You know you couldn't measure up to all them standards. Go back and read the Old Testament. Oh, go in there and read Exodus, Leviticus, huh? You could measure up to all of that. If we could have measured up, then there wouldn't have been no need for Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which verse? The 21st. Uh-huh. Yes. Died needlessly. It would have had no purpose. Isn't that powerful? My God. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to run over to Galatians 5, 24.
Well, actually, I'm going to back up to 22. Let's read that together. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another. Uh-huh. So those who belong to Christ have crucified their godless human nature with his passions and appetites. Uh-oh. So crucifying the flesh, you got to crucify your appetite. Because let's just admit it. Some of my appetites ain't right. <laughs> Your appetite ain't godly all day, sis and brother. You ain't fooling me. You sure ain't fooling God. <laughs> Come on here. There's some stuff that we're going to have to cut off. That we're going to have to tell ourselves, no. I'm not doing that. I ain't saying that. That ain't godly. That ain't right. And you know better. You better talk to yourself and crucify. Because this flesh will cut up and will cut up. It will act a fool. It will be like a donkey let loose. It will embarrass you. Don't you let that flesh get to weaken. Because you know you better than anybody. You know you. You know how close you are to the edge. <laughs> you, huh, only I know like I know how close I am to the edge. <laughs> My God. I got to get up and talk to me every day. Huh? In my prayer time, huh, when I'm speaking the word huh, and I'm talking to God, huh, then I got to talk to Monica. Huh, oh, it's going to be a good day today. Huh. Oh, yeah, you're going to do less rolling your eyes today. We're going to calm that face on down. And you're just going to smile today. And just blink your eyes. Oh, you don't have a good talk with you. Oh, you need to. Or maybe you won't act so crazy through the day. And tell yourself, uh uh, we ain't gonna do that today. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. You're gonna be nice. You're gonna be extra sweet today. Mm hmm. Because the light's supposed to be shining. You're supposed to be showing the love of God. Uh-huh. The Holy Ghost going to rule the day, sis. Not your flesh. Uh-huh. The Holy Ghost going to have the right of way today. Because this flesh, I know. Mm-hmm. I don't ever try to go before God or tell like I got wing popping out of my back. Because I know, Jesus, if you don't help me today, I need you today. I need you right now.
to sing me a song. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. Walk with me, Jesus. Walk with me. While I'm on this teacher's journey. It ain't hard, but it's teachers. I want you, I need you, Jesus, to walk with me. Hold my hand, Lord, so I don't get off. Keep me on this pathway, Jesus. Hold me by my hand, God, because I want to be saved. Tame my tongue. Ooh, this tongue, this thing flapping between these teeth. Processes of change and change ain't comfortable. I know about y'all, but you know, like when I have stuff in a certain place in this position and it's hung up, or you know, it's a, I get a little, a little testy when my stuff get moved around and I didn't do it. See, you know, it's different when you don't do it. But it's just something about, you know, we don't like change. There ain't nobody just love change. You know, we got to change the policies. We got to change the company. We got to change the bank. And we got to change the car. We got to change this and change the window seal. We got to change it. We got to change. But it's a process that it has to be done. And you got to admit it now, most change is needful because if you left up the other, we keep everything the same. Life would be so boring. Just imagine if everything just stayed just like what? How life would be so boring. Because we got to admit it, we got a limited view. We see life and we see everything out of our two eyes. But it's a bigger picture. A process is a particular course of action. And it's intended to achieve a result. 
We got to get results with the change, saints. It's not just enough to say, I'm changed. Oh, I'm changed. But what happened with the change? Did you become better? A lot of the times when we go through trials and tribulations, we tend to get bitter instead of getting better. It's a process full of restrictions for God has given us exceeding great and precious promises. He gives us an opportunity to be partakers of the divine nature, imparting into us a better life, having escaped the corruption that's in this world. For an example, trial and error. Sometimes you try stuff, it didn't work. I done tried a lot of stuff. I told myself, girl, don't you try that no more. <laughs> Anybody that get in the kitchen cooking, and you done got in there and tried to whip up some new recipe, didn't have all the ingredients you thought and all the seasoning you were supposed to put in there, you said you were going to use a substitute. And it didn't come out right. <laughs> it was trial. <laughs> we did some trial and error. With stuff we done did. And our life, career, decisions, work, pathways, relationships. I, I tried old dude, but he wasn't no good for me. It was trial. And it was error. The pastor was what I needed. Huh? And I had to go through a process. Huh? To realize what I needed. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Huh? We done bumped our head in life. Hey, I, I know I ain't the only one. Huh. Boy, bump my head. I don't know about y'all, but when you bump your head good enough, it hurt. And then you get hard on yourself. What? That was stupid. Why did you Why, did, why you do that? Huh? Y'all never do that? Huh? But the thing about God is I love it. I love God. I just love him. He'll let us bump our head because he know we're going to remember that. <laughs> he allow us to go through life of trial and error. But he don't beat us up about it. Ain't that the beautiful thing about God? People will beat you up and they'll hang stuff over your head. I remember when you did that and I remember when you said that and I remember when and I remember. Huh? Try to hold stuff, huh? You remember it's funny. You remember all the negative stuff. You don't remember nothing good. You remember all that bad stuff, but you can't remember none of the good stuff I done done, huh? Funny. But God gives us space and time, huh? In this thing called life, thank God. I, I just appreciate God even more. Because he don't beat me over the head and beat me over the head and you messed up and you did and you did. He just sent his word. It's up to us to accept it 
or to reject it. Oh my God. You better thank God you serve a God like this. Oh my God. Let that soak in for a minute. So this new life don't come without an effort. And if you think you're going to live this life with God and walk this walk with God without you putting something into it, honey, you're sadly mistaken. You got to labor. This is a lifetime of labor with God. You're going to have to put all you can into it in order for you to get something out. Uh, let's go to 2 Peter. I like 2 Peter. It did something to me. Elder, did you have something? Hope this is helping somebody. 2 Peter, the first chapter. We're going to start in verse 4. Amen. And let's, let's read it with some excitement. 2 Peter 1, starting verse 4. Amen. Everybody got it? All right. Let's read it. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to what? You gotta add to your faith. You can't just keep having muscle suit faith with God. God expects you to grow. Your faith should grow. Your faith should be charged even more as you see God working and moving in your life, performing miracles, making a way out of no way, doing stuff that nobody else could do but him. Your faith should grow. Add to your faith virtue, knowledge, uh-huh. What? For if these things be in you, they gotta abound. Let that soak in. In the Amplified, it says, for as these qualities are yours and increasingly abound in you, they will keep you from being idle or unfruitful until the full personal knowledge. Honey, you got to have a full personal knowledge of who Jesus is. Not by what folk them told you. You got to know. Not what with your wife or your husband know, but you gotta know. A full personal knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Verse 9. He that lacketh these things is blind. You can't you can barely see right in front of your face. 
you. You don't forget where God done brought you from. You purge from that old stuff. But we're going back and picking up stuff. See? Mm -hmm. See, that stuff was supposed to be dead when we was buried in waters of baptism. Huh? Filled with the Holy Ghost. Received a new life. Walking in the newness of life. But sometimes we, we go and pick up stuff that was supposed to be dead. You can't afford to go back and pick up nothing. Huh? Oh my God. We're going to stay in 2 Peter for a second. Let's go over to the third chapter. Second Peter 3. Let's go 17. Amen. Let's read. You therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware, lest you also be led away with the error of the wicked. Don't you be led off with, with wicked folk. Why you got to watch your company? Oh, you got to watch who you got all up under you. You got to watch your circle. You got to watch all your surroundings. You got to watch. Because you always got an enemy lurking around. Don't you be fooled. What else did it say? Don't you fall from your own steadfastness. Hmm. Don't you fall from your own firm condition. You done labored too hard. You done been through too much. God done showed you too much for you to just all of a sudden fall off. Come on here. You got to be rooted, grounded, and established in the faith. I know the Bible says that we're in perilous times. Many shall depart from the faith. And we're seeing that in our very own eyes. Many are departing. They're walking away by choice. And nobody make you walk away. Huh? It was in your heart to leave. That's one thing we got to remember. It's in folks' heart to walk away. Amen. Amen. Uh-huh. But you... Don't have to be the one. You don't have to be a statistic in the devil's camp. Huh? You don't have to be one of the ones that fell away. Huh? I don't know about you, but I'm sticking with Jesus. <laughs> I'm sticking with Jesus. And my intent is to go all the way. Because he that endures to the what? You ain't made it to the end yet. You, you, you still got mountains to climb. You, you, you still got roads to travel. You still got seasons to go through with God. You still got some work you got to do. We all got work that we got to do. We got to work this thing out. Work out your salvation now. We fell and trembling. Work it, work it. You gotta work.
gotta hold on. Yes, sir. Hold on. Oh, God. Did we finish reading that? Let's let's read it. Let's read that again. But grow in grace and in the knowledge. Uh huh. Amen. We got to grow, saints. You didn't come this far to stop. Just because you got a little foothold now in the kingdom, huh? You better make sure both feet in there. You better make sure all them ten toes is in there. <laughs> you better make sure you're standing real strong at first. Stand strong. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Woo. Having done all you could do to stand, you keep on standing. When it seemed like all oh, the folks that you thought were showing up saved, they the lost a man and left the church. You keep standing. Mm-hmm. Ones that should be pillars and teachers. Huh? Then lapped up some devil's doctrine. You keep on standing for truth. You hear me? You be rooted and grounded in truth. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But his word shall remain forever. When folks leave the church, the word is still here. It's still standing. Whether we fall out or we fall in, the word is still standing. Ooh, my God. The fruit of a changed life means we got to have some consequence of some effort or action that yields some production. And God is looking for his saints to yield production. Is our life yielding joy and peace? Is it yielding faith and love? Temperance, moderation, godliness, patience, goodness, meekness, kindness. What is your life yielding? Hmm. Second Peter 1. Again. We're going to go to verse 10 now. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election what? No, guess about it. We're going to guess God called us. We're going to guess at this thing instead of no. Instead of waiting on God before we get out there half caught and mess up something. Hmm? You think you got a call. You think you got an anointing. You think you got an office. 
But Peter said, make sure now. Because God's calling is very precious. His anointing is very precious. He don't choose, he don't call, and he don't elect any and everybody. Let's get that straight. We got to make this thing sure. We got to know that we know. Come on here. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Because the word said he's able to what? Keep us from falling and present you faultless before his presence with a speeding joy. To the only wise God I say. <laughs> oh, you think you're wise. You think you're smart. Okay. To the only wise God. Our Savior. Be glory. Be dominion. Be majesty and power. Both now and how long? Forever. Amen. Hmm. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto abundantly into the everlasting kingdom. The Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you all away in the remembrance of these things. Though you know him and be established in the present truth. Mm. The present truth. So it's not just good enough for us to be establishing the doctrines of old, but we got to be in the present truth. Now faith. Oh. <laughs> you got to be in the truth right now and you got to have now faith. Right now. Right now. Uh-huh. Today on Sunday. Tomorrow when you go out on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you got to have now faith. And your now faith got to work for you, Karina. The now faith got to work for you when you go to the doctor's office. Oh, my God. When you're sitting before me and when you're having to give an explanation and you're faced with troubles and trials and hell is breaking and it's coming from every side. Oh my God. Don't seem like nothing is flowing. Nothing is coming together just right. 